0: Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Say, I love you. Hi, you. Say, I miss you. I bless you. Say, bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Miss Mouthy. And welcome to episode five. And so, first, let me say, I missed y'all so much. So, I decided to redo episode five. If y'all really tune in, Every Monday, then you'll know that the last episode five was uh, old to my daughter, Aspen, on her fourth birthday. And so I decided to redo it because I didn't like the quality of the editing. And I also wanted to give y'all my best. And at that time, I wasn't in the best space or in the best emotional part. Not to even say that I'm at the best now. Because if you think this is about to be one of my normal, uplifting, motivating episodes... You're sadly mistaken, so you may want to stay tuned to (laughs) next week's episode, maybe. Um, But I think it's important to be honest and very transparent when I talk about where I'm at in my life, right? So if you know about the trailer of this um, podcast and you know that I talked about the joys, the love, the everything... So it's not just going to always be one-sided. And I don't want to give y'all any fake anything or no half-ass produced episode. So to kick this episode of motherhood off, I want to do a quote by a young lady named Whitney My, And so she says, giving grace to yourself is no more important than when you become a mother. And I felt that in my soul because the moment you become a mother, it's a part of you that has to become a little bit more tender with your own self. Um, I think the things that we used to do and say and move and operate, you can't move in that space anymore. I mean, some of you can, but I just find that as a mother... There's a certain type of way I hold myself to a new standard. And the biggest thing I got from that quote was that I really, 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 really had to forgive myself for the moments that I felt like as a mom, I didn't get right or I didn't do at my best capacity. And I felt like I failed my child. So if there's any moms out there like myself, then you know that we go in and... With this perfect mindset. Or we're going to be the best at everything. And then when those moments get a little rocky. <laughs> cause you know they do. When they get a little rocky. And they get a little challenging. That's when it's hard to navigate how to. To navigate how to. Be the best you. And how to be the best mom. And so it's no handbook to that. But. Um. This was important because of my daughter's birthday. And I think just like overall hindsight, there are so many moms that could benefit from just knowing that it is okay that you don't have all the answers. It is okay that like sometimes you get flustered or your emotions get the best of you. Hell, dads for that matter too. I don't want to just narrow it down to women, but because I am a mother, I just feel how important motherhood, like for me, I'm going to say this, for me, the reason why this is so important is because all of the sacrifices that I made, um, the sacrifices that I know my mother has made with, um, just being a single mom. And so if there are any single moms listening, I, I give you hats off to you, hats off to you for showing up. And being dedicated and doing what you're supposed to do for your child's best interest. Um, But yeah, for people who don't know, I am currently going through a custody battle with my child's father. And (laughs) the funny thing is that it's been going on for so long that I feel like I don't know when it's going to ever end. And so now... We got this shit called Corona. <laughs> corona. Okay. She didn't just put a halt on all my plans. Like, they didn't shut the courts down. Like, uh-uh. And why this is so important to me is because we gonna go back. Boom. When I was in my relationship, we did a video. It went viral. So you had the whole world watching my baby turn one. But at the same time... All this criticism came around having a trans family and having a baby and all these things. And so, even though I had the whole world kind of like being transphobic as fuck, I knew that my daughter would have her mother and her father. So, I didn't care what anybody had to say. So, fast forward... (laughs) Um... The like, next year and a half, and when we decide to break up, it becomes this reality where you feel like, I really tried. And I know a lot of people stick their relationships out for, they stick their relationships out for their children. And I'm not one to say whether that was good or bad for the child. But for me, it just, our relationship was very toxic. It was not working. I could no longer hold his shortcomings and try and be a great mom to my daughter. One had to give. And I'm going to always choose to be a great mother before taking on the slack of a man. So with that being said, in the midst of (laughs) all that we had went through, you could... I broke up, we broke up, I moved out. Um, I was still co-parenting, or at least trying to, right? Most people had that time to mourn the relationship, grieve, have some time. Hell, even hate them, burn up their shit. I didn't get that time. So immediately from moving out, you have to go into, when you're a parent, you have to go right into finding stable housing, figuring out what's the best move for y'all, what that looks like. And especially as a single mother, you then have to think about how can you do all of this on your own and still give your child the most of yourself. And so, I just felt like regardless to even if me and him don't work out because we both decide as adults to not continue this relationship, Because of his infidelity. Let's be clear. Um, So when he decided to get into another relationship. You don't get to stop being a father. At that point you do not. Just get a free pass to no longer have that relationship with your daughter. I'm also not going to force it. But. um, It would only hurt her to not have you in her life. Not I. So. I went over there on Christmas. I still was um, cordial and very nice. And I really, for a moment, had major major hopes for having a really healthy blended family coming off of infidelity, right? But I think I was too naive about the situation when you miss the component of the respect. I need a lot of people to know that when we do these blended families that respect has to be at the foundation of everything that you do so i'm sorry i'm recording at night too y'all so if my voice is a little different please bear with me but um i got me some tea so i should be good but uh i just remember always being forced to have to be around his New partner. And for me, it was like, I could do that, but you have to allow me that realm. And what started to happen really quickly was that people tend to believe because they're in a new relationship that that instantly gives that new partner all all access paths to parenting with your child. And it's like, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 wait. (laughs) That's not that. Me and this person has a child together and we're figuring out how to make that work. Your your two cents is not going to add to this additional pot or bank that we have already collected with our child. So let me say this. Um, There have been several things that I feel like I could discuss, but I'm not going to. But the sad reality is that if I ever was to date someone else or be with somebody else, as a woman, I would never feel comfortable overstepping my bounds to speak on how somebody else co-parent or how what I feel like is best for them and their child because as a girlfriend, that's not my place, um, and so I say all that to say that, like, me and Chick will never get along, we're probably never gonna, and, and she listened, y'all, she actually listened to Miss Mouthy, she made that very clear the last time she, um, video chatted me, like, she, they didn't answer my daughter's video chat for her birthday, but they definitely made sure that they, um, that she video-chatted me back to ask me, why do I call? And I said, because of my child. Like, it's definitely because of her. Um, so, you know, oftentimes I get asked, why do I feel like motherhood is so important, right? So, for me, motherhood is like one's journey you don't get to choose, Right? so regardless to what kind of mother you is motherhood looks different for different women whether that's the death of a child whether your child has special needs whether you're giving your child up for adoption we all go on these different journeys that being a mother brings us on and so for me mine is especially different, only because most people equate motherhood to their anatomy. And I've been blessed to experience motherhood through my own authentic self, like arriving as myself and being able to experience that and not even having to Birth, my daughter, will you say? Um, but being still connected to her in a way as if that process was something that we've already experienced. So, and what I mean is that, like, from the m- initial moment of knowing that Aspen was going to be born, everything about my nature, my instincts, um, how I show up is that. That no different of a cis woman. I had a baby shower. All of my loved ones and friends and family came. I don't know. I went through the birthing classes. My doctors was amazing. Like, all of that was beautiful. But it was only that because I was willing to make it my own. I was willing to not listen to how people define my womanhood and what type of mother I should be. Um and what our family could be. And so when it comes to that, I want everybody to be mindful because there are a lot of women who can't conceive children on their own, but that doesn't diminish them being a mom. And for a lot of trans women out there that do desire to have children, I want y'all to go after it. I want y'all to Manifest that and don't be ashamed of what that process looks like. People who have surrogance, like all of that, when you connect with your child, is still as important to any process of how you go about it. Um, But yes, so... Because of Corona... <laughs> Getting close to our court date. I'm like, you know, first it was a process to even have, like, these processes going, right? I had to file a motion. I had to wait. I had to wait for a court date. You go through all these trials and tribulations just to be able to be heard or seen. Because at this point, I'm like, oh, look. We don't agree. We can't get along. We can't come to a compromise. Well, let me not say we. You can't come to a compromise. You can't work with me on the best benefit of what's best for our child. So we have to go to the legal system, which we know don't favor LGBT people, period, and especially people of color. But I just knew we needed some type of legal binding document where you can't just go and run off with my child all willy-nilly like you do every time you and your girlfriend is in y'all good graces. So we leading up to everything, boom. My court date was set for March 16th. Mind you, that's the following Monday after my daughter's birthday, which was March the 9th. So I was already a little irritated and disheartened by kind of already knowing going into it, that I would miss her birthday. But I was like, okay, I'll get her back the following week. So it'll be amazing. And then what happens? Coronavirus happened. And they closed the courts down. So every time you feel like you're closer to getting where you need to be, something else happens. So the frustrating thing about this whole process is to feel... So close to getting heard and having some things change for this to happen. So let's take a break really fast. Let's hear a few words from our sponsor. And then when we come back, I'll finish this episode of Miss Um, I just can't wait to get to the point where, let me let y'all know this, right? I haven't physically seen my daughter since November. And... That's because her father is sneaky. <laughs> very sneaky and conniving. Um, he made a very false CPS report about me. And then, which is, was not accurate. But anybody who knows CPS, once you file the report, either the child, the child basically can't be in the home. So it went from us breaking up, you getting in a relationship, You going to a shelter, me telling you to come live with me so you don't have to, i.e., figure it all out. You can figure it out and have stable housing because I don't want you to figure it out around my child. And another thing, too, is a backstory that people don't understand, that when trans women decide to conceive, we have to choose to stop our hormone therapy. Because when you want a child, the hormones just, like, interfere with that. So, that's a sacrifice I had to make in and of myself as well that nobody gets. And, like, for a trans person to not be on your hormones, it just really does a number to you. So, fast forward back, boom. I think it was real convenient of the timing of the CPS report when... You think that you've been living with me from the beginning of the year of 2009 to November of 2009. And the moment you get approved for Section 8, I ironically have a CPS report filed by you. Um, But in those moments, when I go back to finding grace, right, is those moments that I never wanted my child to ever be in an unstable environment. So, yes, will I put up with your father to that? Yeah. Um Will I make sure that he's stable enough to where, um, hopefully, it comes to some benefit to you? Yeah. But now, black women, we got to stop doing that. When men just come with they less than having asses and they shortcomings, Leave that right there. Let them build or establish or go through a few more people before they come to you and project that onto you, right? Um. So once the CPS report was done and the case was closed, that gave him enough time to block me on all social media, live at an address that I don't know where it's at, to not answer any of my phone calls. It was just a uh, too many things, just, and I don't see how we live in a day and time where people can do that. Like, people can just uproot somebody's child and not tell you where they're going or what they're doing. And then when you go to all these different systems that, hey, police officer, can you get my child back? Do you have a um, custody time report? Like, no, bruh. Oh, so y'all wasn't married, and it's like, no, bruh. Like, oh well, we gonna need that first. Like, yo, I see why there's women in jail now from snapping. Um, I just don't blame them. Like, when you get to playing with people, kids, it becomes a whole different ball game. And so I've been going, trying to go about everything the right way, right. I'm trying not to give them any light. I'm not going to go Lin Wood and Dexter on nobody. I've just been trying to be very mature about it. Because as a mom, I know in the long run, nobody is going to care for her the way I do. So I can't pop off. I can't get a reason to get locked in jail. Because then I would have just thrown away every right that I had by that that moment, and I just can't. So, I just say all that to say, y'all, uh, where I'm at in my life and in this journey of motherhood, pray for me. Pray over my daughter. Pray that we will be reunited soon. Pray that corona happens really swiftly and go on about its way. <laughs> and court's open really soon so I can go back to court. Um, And I just want to take some time to thank Everybody who reached out to me, everybody who prayed for me, everybody who consoled me, let me cry, vent, yell, cuss, fuss, like that means a whole lot with going through this because I can't do it alone. And sometimes I try to, but I don't I don't wanna do that anymore. Like I my new practice is as a black woman to not have to do anything alone anymore to be okay with asking for help, to not feel like it's my obligation to be strong through life fucking hardships. So, with that being said, I want to thank, like, a, my amazing team at U of M, my friends, my close family members, um, my sisters over at T-Stop. Like, it's just been amazing to see the support and, like, People, because people who know me know how much my child means to me. And like, she means so much to them too. Because they always like, Where is Aspen? We miss Aspen. When's <laughs> Aspen coming home? And it is like a new dagger goes through my heart. And I'm just like, She's fine. She's okay. I hope. Like, it's only so much you can do. Like, you just pray over your child and you just hope that they're okay. And I know that she misses me, and I I just can't wait till this be over. So, you know, her mind can be back at ease, and she could be emotionally satisfied again. But yeah, the reality is that I need for people to understand that it is okay to not work out with somebody. But it's not okay to interfere with your children's lives and how parents have access to both of them. And, like, I want to spend a special thanks to my homegirl, Nkenge. So, let me tell y'all about how bomb as fuck Nkenge is. One day, I was just in distraught. Like, when you go through this, too, you don't know where to turn. You don't know who to turn to. You don't know. So... I still wanted to show up and do my work. If y'all haven't heard about Mother Injustice, they are an amazing organization that's in the city of Detroit that really focus on getting messages out um, for Black mothers and our families. And let me tell you, so the work that they're doing over there, they are really pushing the agenda to get um, Black and brown mothers earn paid sick time affordable child care, women's health and safety nets. So well those things are vital to the like survival of black mothers and our children and our families because we are the center of those. And that w- those things would just make our lives a lot more efficient. So anywho I found this place called Mother in Justice is I'm not gonna lie. I was a little scared and apprehensive at first because I'm like, oh, I'm about to be around these vaginas and all they're gonna be talking about is vaginas. um, And they about to just make me feel like I'm just not important. And I had no idea the things that I was gonna learn and how I was gonna grow and how I would impact these women's lives and how they would impact my lives and, like, how just bonding with other women is so important, um, and having space with other black mothers was, like, so needed, like, so necessary, so, um, anywho, and King Gay, if y'all don't know, she's a bomb-ass mom, she is a kick-ass activist, um, and what she does for the community? She is an author. She is an amazing. Like, film goddess, lesbian, from a whole another planet, right? Um. But I went to her in her office, and my spirit was just telling me like, you got to talk to her, and you just got to tell her how you feel. Like, you just got to get it. And for whatever reason, I was just drawn to her energy. Like, I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I'ma just tell her. And Lord beholds, like. I was able to like cry to her and tell her my frustration and she was just very helpful, very understanding. Um and I just appreciated that 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 act of kindness was something that I really needed for the betterment of like going through this whole custody battle. So, Inkingay, if you're listening, I really appreciate you. Um and y'all y'all got to check out her book. Like I said she's an author. Um, check out her most recent book, Dick and Donuts. Um, it is so amazing. Like, yeah, like it's a great read, especially with Corona going on and you just stuck in the house. Get both of her books, check her out. Um, but yes, I wanted to just say I thank you and I appreciate you. Um, with that being said, y'all, I'm going to say this. Honor your mothers. Whatever form that comes in, whether that's ballroom culture, your biological mother, your adopted mother, um, or the women that's in your life that just happen to be a mother to you. And fathers, stop making it so hard for mothers, okay? Stop making it hard for a good mother because there is, just like they are a good mother, they are a bad mother. And I think y'all need to realize that you could have been nursing, okay? You could have been nursing the product of a bad mother. So with that being said, it's Mouthy Mondays, and this your girl, Miss Mouthy, and I'll check y'all out on next Monday. I'll holla.